This is You Don't Say, conversations about the Black experience in Columbia, then and now. I'm Takiya Thomas. Cedric Alvis is the current football coach at Hickman High School. He sees firsthand the lessons athletics can teach kids in school. His grandfather, Larry Monroe, played football at Douglas High School many years ago when schools were segregated. They sat down with KDIA's Olivia Love for a chat at Hickman High School for this edition of You Don't Say. The pair began by talking about what life looked like for the Black working class in the 80s. Here's an excerpt from their conversation. There's been improvement, Cedric. I would be lying if I said that there wasn't. In 1983, the early 80s, the average African-American man, male, was making $100 a month at the University of Missouri and janitorial services. So all of this, you know, urban renewal, along with urban renewal, now it has some good qualities in it. You know, the, the, the cost of living uh, raised. Not all of that much, but it's better than it was then. You know, uh, I laugh every time I hear this argument about minimum wage. This community has thrived off of minimum wage most of its existence. And I understand that there are some corporations that are going to move in here, which will raise that standard. So once you make improvements within community, then there will be some improvement. But the disparities are still there. Was that you know, something? You, you go to the University of Missouri today, you have a white janitor and you have a black janitor. Time and grade is the same, doing the same work. But the black man makes less per hour than the white man. See, these are the kinds of things that needs to be addressed, along with a bunch of other things. But It's like some of these, not all of them, but some of the platforms that you're, you're talking about, athletics nowadays uses to talk about or to fight and try to make things better, right? Then, do you think athletics had any say in that? As a black athlete, could you have, have gone up and said anything, or were those things just, you know, talk about it? Well, it was the wrong foundation. Athletics is the wrong foundation. Every kid cannot play football. Every kid cannot play basketball. Every kid cannot run track. So, what are you going to do? Every kid can't play soccer. So when you go from that standpoint, you know, you're building a very weak foundation. But it's like that idea that athletics gets you out. But if not every, I mean, it's, it's just kind of different because the success that I've had as a coach, some of the, the black athletes that I've coached, um, I would say majority of them, athletics was the only way that they could see themselves getting Yeah, but how many of those kids you coach, excuse me, go on to college? A few. Not, they didn't stay. (laughs) I think only one of them right now, two of them, um, are still in there, um, still playing sports and doing that. But a lot of them end up. So what does that do to your foundation, economically? Put you back to the beginning. Yeah, those things aren't talked about. 
This is You Don't Say, a series of conversations about the Black experience in Columbia. I'm Takia Thomas, and we're listening to a conversation between Hickman football coach Cedric Alvis and his grandfather, Larry Monroe. Alvis works with high school students every day, and Monroe remembers being a high school student at a segregated high school. You can hear more from this series at kbia.org. Now, back to the conversation. So then, looking at all of that, for a kid coming up, do you think that those type of lessons are, are valuable to learn? Like, do you need to understand that before you, you get out I, there? I do, because, see, there's a great lesson taught in athletics, and that's discipline. When you look at society today, there's very little discipline. When, for instance, when I come along, there was respect for an elder person. It didn't care what color skin you were. We were taught to respect people as people. See, so there, there's a lot that athletics can teach when it's taught right. And, and even though we had one coach, that one coach had every kid on those teams at his heart. And he would do all that he could to get those kids that participated in his program into someone else's school. The problem was their mamas weren't going to let you go. See, my, uh, in basketball, and I know I'm getting off the subject, but the starting five on our senior team, we all graduated together. All five of us had scholarships. San Diego State, which was a junior college at that time. When those women got together and found out <laughs> how far we had to go, it was like going to a foreign country. No, they can go down here to Lincoln University. No, they're not going to California. The safety thing? Huh? Safety thing? Yeah. We were sheltered very much so. <laughs> I mean, I, I dig it. I mean, I dig it, but I understand the fear of sending your child so far away and the unknown when you aren't able to be as connected as we are nowadays. It's not as simple as a FaceTime or a text or something like that to let people know how you're doing. Um, but what you brought up about the coaches, what was your relationship like with your high school coach? Beg your pardon? What was your relationship like with your high school coach? Well, well, did he coach you in basketball and football or was he just your football coach? He coached everything. Basketball, football, track. Softball. Did he teach too? And he taught Jeez. math. He taught math, you know. So it was relatively easy because all he had to do was tell you, I'm going to tell your mom. Enough said. And that was it, yeah. Thanks for listening to this conversation from You Don't Say. It's a special project commissioned by the city's Bicentennial Como 200 Task Force and co-produced by the Sharp Bend Heritage Committee and KBIA. You can hear more conversations at kbia.org.